everyone, we are back with a new episode and an announcement. Ali? Me? Yeah. Sure thing. And this will probably be the last episode uh, for a while, at least. So The reason for this is because we're going to divert our attention to other things. Um, are they better things? Who, who knows? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully it will be great things, right? Hopefully we're not going to divert our things into time waste. Well, it's just, you know, trial trial and error. You, ah, I wouldn't you know, say you know. trial and error. I would just say like, yeah, you try something out. Maybe it doesn't completely fit you and your schedule and stuff. So why not give something else a go? Yeah. So we we had a lot of fun doing this podcast, especially when we started last summer. It It is a lot of work and especially a podcast with two people, you have to schedule Yeah, everything and uh, you have to have enough time for it and you have to be willing to invest a lot of time in it. Even though we're not going to do the podcast, we are not dead. So we're still going to keep going. And Steffi has a new project, um, which is mostly about sustainability and less waste. I'm trying to focus on reducing waste, on sustainability, on plastic-free products since a while now. And I have a website as well, an Instagram account, and today a YouTube channel. Today I... What is happening? Ah. So today I published my first YouTube video and this is something I wanted to focus since a long time and I cannot have both. I realize that. I cannot I cannot focus on writing blog posts and creating content for Honest Iceland and at the same time um, focusing on sustainability and uh, so I just decided that I want to focus on on my other project and I'm really happy with it feels good so far if you if you're interested in that as well I might even talk about Iceland I mean of course it's connected to Iceland everything is somehow connected to Iceland and in my on my YouTube channel of course I'm going to talk about sustainability in Iceland and what are your options to live a lowest lifestyle so of course we want to thank you all for your support for your lovely messages reviews and we we are going to keep the episodes up on all the channels so we're, we're not going to stop paying our hosting service we're keeping the episodes up and keeping the website up and of course we're still available for any questions and yeah. comments and so, if you still want to hear our voice you can call us in <laughs> phone number 58 1234 5. <laughs> That's Dominos, right? That's Dominos. Yeah. <laughs> He's always doing that. If you want to listen to my voice, I'm going to start a new podcast, which is obviously about sustainability and low impact lifestyle as well. So, link in the description. Uh, there's no link yet. <laughs> link will be updated into the description. <laughs> All right. So, enough of that. And let's go into the final episode. And 
today we're talking about our weekend experience. So last weekend, we actually had an amazing experience. We slept three every day and just did nothing. Ate chips and watched Netflix. <laughs> Perfect weekend. Had wine and beer, Netflix and... No, no, no. <laughs> That's not what happened that at is, all. That is also a perfect weekend, but not well, the one yeah, we it's had. Di- l- it's like different levels of perfections, you know? Um, well, I mean, last weekend, before we go into it, for me, it was absolutely stunning, but I was so exhausted afterwards. It was just shows how little I am working out and walking and running and doing any exercise outdoors anymore. You were completely exhausted? After this weekend, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize. So, we drove to a little city. And it's actually a tiny little city. I mean, like, I'm always, always when I get there, I'm like, wow. (laughs) It's smaller than than I remembered. But not... As small enough to walk to the brewery from our <laughs> No, no, no. But because you basically just booked the hotel in between the towns. <laughs> but we'll get to it in a bit. So we went to the uh, town Vik in the south of Iceland, uh, which, if you haven't been, is a, a very cute town. Has a lot of attractions, probably the most attractions per capita, <laughs> because there are not a lot of people there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the most attractions per capita I are don't, in week. I don't think you can actually talk about it like this, but whatever. And we did a glacier tour. I'm not going to say hike. It wasn't really a hike. No, it was right? an ice cave tour. Yeah, it was an ice cave tour. Not it wasn't a glacier really tour. We, no, haven't yeah, even, we, we haven't even been on a glacier. We've been next to a glacier. And I don't know if we're allowed to say that. We're not going to name the company, but we had one of the worst glacier guides. Uh, yeah, so the glacier guide was the silent type. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, didn't really say anything. He was too. He was he the was... type of person that just likes to sit in pubs and drink beer. And then it was like he suddenly was getting a call. No, we don't know that, but we're just guessing. He probably got a call. Someone said, like, hey, there are these people who want to do a tour today. Can you please drive them? And he was like, okay, whatever. You know, just woke up, came, took the car. I was trying, you know, I was, I kept asking questions and it was like he gave one answer and then there was silence. Yeah. So it wasn't really, couldn't really keep the conversation going. No. And he should have like just had a few things to say like to talk about the he, he didn't even say he didn't didn't even mention on which uh jökul, on which glacier we are going this is Kötlujökul, so it's Kötlujökul. Yeah. Yeah. he didn't even mention the name no no nothing no nothing. yeah so it was like general things um like that could have gone better of course he did the like essentials safety. yeah exactly the safety uh taught us how to put on the crampons and and how to walk on the crampons <laughs> on ice. So, like, yeah. Um, but before we talk too much about the guide, the general trip we did was we went to Katla, a glacier under the volcano Katla. It isn't really under the volcano. It's like a... Um, you mean it, the ice cave. The ice cave, yeah. So Except it's... a uh, glacier. Again. <laughs> glacier is, of course, on top of the volcano. Yeah. So... Um, 
so this is a cave that you can go into and you don't even need a guide but if you don't have a guide have your own crampons and wear a helmet i would definitely recommend a helmet just in case i mean like ice is pretty hard if you fall on it might and get knocked out in order to reach the ice cave you definitely need like a four-wheel drive a pretty yeah. good car and because you go over some kind of moon landscape so you're yeah. going through territory that is really hard to drive on and one question that i'm still not sure about i asked the guide in the car is this considered off-road driving because we've we've been on a we we have ugh, there was no road at all times we basically just drove through the landscape and i asked him is this considered off-road driving and he said like no 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 because there is a road so on his gps that he used like not the gps on the phone or something but on the gps that he had in his car there was a road and so he was driving according to the gps but but because we're telling everyone you visitors and everyone else that off-road driving is illegal in iceland i was just curious of how this is considered not off-road driving because on the pictures um, we will probably share on Instagram later, I can show you how the road looked like. So it was basically it's basically a wasteland. Yeah, I'm like I'm trying to Google Maps it or Apple Maps it, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot really see the road in like a quick search. No. So, I mean, like, if you go on your own, you really need a GPS. Do not Google map this. No, definitely not. You, um, I think you need, like, a professional GPS and you need to know where the road is. And the only other group that was in the cave with us was an Icelandic family. And I'm pretty sure that one of one of the family members was a guide. Yeah, I think so. He looked yeah. pretty guidey. Yeah, he looked guidey. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so this... Ice cave is created by Jökulhlaup, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, when the glacier like slowly crawls down the mountain. Yeah. And of Just course, it's the... made with pressure. Didn't yeah. our guide say it was 700,000 years old? No, no, 700 to 1,000. Yeah. Because the oldest... 700 to 1,000. Because, because I think the oldest... Not the cave, the ice. Well, yeah, the yeah. ice. Yeah, yeah, the ice is... Because the... Um, the newest ice is on top, mm -hmm. the oldest ice is on the bottom, so it's easily accessible. But of um, course, but the I, ice is always moving, so it's yeah. always changing shape. Like, not every second, but, I mean, like, very slowly. It is moving every second, but very slowly. It's not like it's like an escalator And the guide, ice. the guide mentioned, because I asked him, that this ice cave will be gone by the summer. Yeah, like this exact layout. Yes. But not the... The cave in general. No. There will probably be uh, another cave where you can go into. Uh, but there, Yeah, he said they're always trying to find a new entrance to the cave. Yeah. Because um, they had like the other entrance that you were standing in front of. He didn't recommend to go in there. Even yeah. though it looked like you can go into this like other tunnel. Yeah. Well, um, of course, there is a point to be made here that like um, in nature, when you have like stuff happening happening naturally it's not really thinking about like accessibility for humans yeah. <laughs> it's not like ah yeah let's melt the ice in like this bigger hole 
so this human can take an Instagram picture, you know? <laughs> so it's not like it doesn't really care about your um, thirst of like to explore. So um, yeah, obviously there was there was this area you could go a little bit deeper into the cave, uh, but it was like you had to crawl under a piece to get there. And like the guide said, like afterwards, it's kind of like Swiss cheese, you know, it's just like holes everywhere and who knows whatever might lay there. Yeah. And you you don't want to fall into one of the holes and in a Mulan or... You don't want to fall, even though we were pretty close to ground level. I don't think you can fall that far down. But I mean, like you can always fall, you know, your leg can fall down and you can get stuck. And that sucks. Um, but also, I think what people are most scared about in these things is that you don't really know uh, when you have stuff like this, because this looks pretty, you know, un like it didn't look that whole. So you never know, okay, is there a piece there that is really fragile? Can it fall on top of you? Mm. How heavy is this piece? And stuff like this. So I think there's like a lot of things to consider because like nature can be pretty extreme yeah but the cave itself was absolutely stunning and amazing I've, yeah. I've never even even though i saw pictures of this cave of course changing every day i saw a screenshot of one moment in the past but i could have never imagined like it, it exceeded my expectations of how big it is so that was pretty pretty impressive. We had super good weather. The sun was shining. So that also makes the blue eyes look a little bit different. Yeah. And what was a little bit weird, at least that's what the guide said. I also asked him about that, that there was no snow um, on that day. So in this, yeah, in this, and this was at this time the... of the year, you usually have snow in this area and there was just no snow. It's not a little bit the next day, but yeah, Iceland, but very minimal. Iceland is getting warmer and warmer. And I just want to say climate change is real, people. Good, yeah, great. We had a little input on that. <laughs> if anybody was confused <laughs> by this point. No, but I mean, but you can feel it in Iceland. You can not just see it by the glaciers are melting every year. Yeah. More, they're retreating more and more, but you can also see it in the weather patterns and that older Icelanders say, wow, we never had a month like this without snow, for no, example. Yeah, yeah. And you can see that the landslides, all the mudslides, all the um, avalanches, there's a lot of stuff going on in Iceland that points to a changing changing patterns in in nature in the climate yeah um okay so that was the main activity we did we did the ice cave afterwards we had this we had this big plan so we were gonna go ice caving very good then we were gonna go to the hotel check in drop off our bags get nice and comfy uh get into fancy clothes not really didn't really pack any fancy mm. clothes and then we were going to head down to the local brewery, have some beer and Yeah, last time we went to Smithian, we had such a good time. It was yeah. in the summer when we camped one night in Vik, and yeah. they have really nice beers that they brew yeah. in Vik. 
And what I love about like breweries that you know open their, their doors to people, and they have like a tasting thing. You know, they yeah. have like a tasting platter, menu. yeah, of beer. Like they have like a platter of beer, and you can pick like four or five glasses or whatever. And last time we went, they had seven beers on tap, so we ordered two tastings, uh, like four each. Mm-hmm. So then we had. You know, we had eight beers, so we had like all the different types, <laughs> and then one double. Like one was the same, yeah, obviously, we're, because we're we had not eight only, and seven. We're not only coffee snobs; we're also beer snobs. No, but it's all, always just so nice to to be able to go to a place where they offer stuff like this. You know, if they offer uh, wine, if they offer beer, if they offer cheese, if they offer some authentic food, it's always so nice to be able to buy like a. By like a mix platter of pretty much everything, so you can taste. Um, but yeah, last time we went, we came too late because the kitchen was closed, and we already ate some delicious spaghetti that we cooked ourselves <laughs> on the campsite. Yeah, <laughs> and this place is also known to have like great burgers. I've heard it from at least two people. And Reykjavik. <laughs> and that's a lot per and that, capita. That's a lot, that's a lot yeah. <laughs> per capita. <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, like, it is kind of a lot because there aren't many many people in Reykjavik going like, yeah, I know great burgers in week. <laughs> you know, it's it was like... Just, it was just, it's a lovely place. And especially because the brewery itself, the inside of the, of the bar is super, super well made. Yeah. So you really feel comfy sitting there, not like the brewery in week. No. It was just like a no, the, you're, subway you're saying toilet. We, we, babe. In Husavik. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, in Husavik. Um, yeah. yeah, so the, the brewery in Husavik was just too small. It was just like... Uh, like this brewery has like a front and a back and a seating area. The other brewery just had like a bench, <laughs> two, three high tables, a bar, obviously. Jesus, if they didn't have a bar... And it was cramped with people. There were so many people there, and it wasn't really suitable for many people. But I guess this is their vibe. You know, it's just like jam it in there, have it like tight. You know, the people are just mixing. I also felt kind of that kind of kind of at that place. There were pretty young people inside. <laughs> I, I definitely Com- felt like coming from the guy who's twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, here's my here's my stand of that. Um, when you are, because the drinking age in Iceland is twenty. Okay, the buying the buying age in Iceland is twenty. So you can buy alcohol and you can go into bars at the age of twenty. So before you turn t- turn twenty, that sucks. You know, you don't want to be you know you want to go to a bar you want to have a good time you're like ugh, need to wait until i'm 20 you know but when you turn 20 then you know screw the rest you know because you don't want to you don't want to go into that bar and it's like full of 15 year olds you know so that, that's the that's the only point on that but this time now we're gonna go back to the smithian story <laughs> now this time we actually were in great time to check into the hotel, to get the beers, to get the everything. But we, Google Maps did, <laughs> it 
checked where the hotel is, it's always a lesson from this story. It's always really good to check where your hotel is before you start drinking. <laughs> Don't do it the other way around. You might get into trouble, which, which would have happened if we would have done that. Because on closer inspection, we figure out the hotel is actually six minutes drive from yeah, which the brewery. Was one hour 15 walk. One hour 15 walk. Yes, six and something kilometers. I, I kind of messed it up because I really thought that this hotel is in Vik and it's also stated as it is in Vik, but it's a little bit further yeah, but from, the, from the town center. Yes, so it is. You know, it is. And the, the problem, the problem here is in week, no cabs, no taxi service, no, no Uber. I don't even know why you thought that. <laughs> why did you think there was Uber in week? There's not even Uber in Iceland. No but, shuttles. But no shuttle. Uh, yeah. So that was the point where I was actually a little bit confused because you have a, because week is kind of a touristy town. Well, not right now. I d obviously, I, yes. Obviously not right now. But um, but the hotel didn't have any sort of transportation at all either. You know, they didn't offer anything, which I thought was a little bit weird. Um, because, you know, people, me, myself included, would be happy to pay a few thousand, like up to 5,000 for a shuttle service or like a pickup, you know. But yeah, the, the next taxi service. The next qu taxi service was was in Kolsvöllur, I think. Yeah. So that's it's like, like a, what, a 40, 30, yeah, 30, 40, away. yeah. And then you're up to I like I didn't even call the guy <laughs> <laughs> when I googled like Kolsvöllur taxi or like taxi week, I got like a, you know, I got like a guy. You know, in Kolsvöllur, I didn't get a company. It was like a guy. It was like, yeah, Svenny. Svenny does this. <laughs> he will drive. And just when you think about it, you know, if it's a 40-minute drive, it means it will take you an hour and a half, roughly, to get front and back. And this is not even talking about where you're driving the customers. So, I mean, like, just doing this, you need to charge, like, on a car, if you want a salary stuff like this. I mean, this is like 10, 15, 20,000. Easy, I would say. And the truth, so the thing is, the people that don't live in the town center, the truth is they just drink and drive. And you shouldn't do that. But this what We don't know that. Let's not, <laughs> let's not speculate. No, but I know Icelanders. And yeah, a lot but of I, know, I, I know. I, I don't, I'm not speculating. I know it from people that I lived with in the countryside. Yeah. I'm not going to tell who and where and what. But I think the police knows as well. And if you go into the police news on the weekend, on Sunday, there's always like they stop multiple drunk drivers and people, you know, on substance stuff like that you yeah. it's just because the opportunities are so little especially in the countryside yeah so what are you going to do you have a few beers and then you drive is what a lot of icelanders do which brings me to the lesson that i want to tell you if someone off you meet you go okay one two three if you visit iceland and you meet some locals in a bar and they offer you a ride just you know use your common sense and see if if those people are 
able to drive. Yeah. That's always something that you have to remember. I even read in a, I don't remember what it was, tourist magazine, blog, website, something many, many years ago, that one tradition with Bayern's best pilsur is that people go there after partying, um, driving their car there, being pretty drunk, and then getting a hot dog. <laughs> I read this actually somewhere. I have not heard about the driving aspect of this, but getting a hot dog after drinking, definitely. Seen you this many, many times. But it's no match to Mandi. If you don't oh. know what if you don't know what Mandi is, oh my god! What you need to do is you just need to stay downtown Reykjavik until it, people have stopped partying, which is about like four o'clock in the morning. And then, and then just follow the traffic. They will lead you to Mandi. <laughs> I mean, like Mandi is a is a place where it's like thirty square meters. Yeah. And I mean, no. like at four o'clock on a Saturday morning. We have like 300 people inside <laughs> this like 30 square. This is the, so Monday is the most popular hangover, being drunk, snack, so. imbus. I, I definitely think so. In yeah. the world. We've been there a few times, obviously after partying, after drinking. And it's just like just a crowd of wasted people. Yeah. And then if you meet someone that you know then it's just shouting all over. So it's just a loud place, a hectic place, a stressful place, because also the guys that serve you shouting all the time. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the perfect after-party place. Um, something that, yeah, I just realized now with COVID, it just will not happen. It's not, no, it's not happening. Not. But this, this is something that always will be in my memory, like Mondays... This is where you meet the drunk locals, definitely, if you want to meet some yeah, drunk well, locals. But, but this is just because everything else is pretty much closed. Yeah. I mean, like, this is not the... But but they serve delicious food. It's... I mean... What, what It's like donut, right? Yeah, it's donut. Yeah, like it's kebab. like kebab. Yeah, kebab. It's like delicious. Syrian, I think. I think it's like Syrian style. Yeah. They have, like, shawarma and stuff. It's extremely popular. It's amazing. But back to week. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So we have this uh, dilemma with the hotel. So basically, we we cannot find anyone who would drive us. No, I, I mean, and like, we didn't even try. There's no possibility that we can can drink some beer. And I mean, I offered Ali to not have any beers and drive, but he didn't want to do this. I think it's no. the whole the whole idea of going to a brewery. Yeah, it's the I, I I would say it's the like experience of being there. And it's like going to a brewery, you just want to go and you just want to drink with someone. You don't really want to just drink alone while somebody watches you drink. Thinking like, oh, I want to drink, but I have to drive the car. But also we just knew there's one thing. We just knew we cannot um, relive the same experience as we had in the summer because in the summer it yeah. was just everything came together it was the summertime the midnight sun we were camping that night we walked there and it was just we got one space was left you know yeah. next to the bar that we could sit and we were looking outside and everybody around us was like you know having a good time yeah and it was a lot of chatting and like like this bar atmosphere that you just that just feels good and feels, you know, you want to stay there. 
So we had a few beers and it was just amazing. It was the time in the summer before Iceland started to make you wear masks or before they implemented all the wearing masks. So everybody mm -hmm. was just still feeling like nothing serious is happening. And the numbers were down in the summer. So it was just... Yeah. This this time we couldn't we couldn't relive this, so we just have to hold it in our memory. And even if we would have gone there in the evening hours, I don't think it would have been exactly the same. I think it would have been a little bit close because I think this is like the meeting point of the town. Yeah, probably. And I mean, we were we were there on a Saturday, so I mean, like in the evening, probably. But let's not cry over spilled milk. <laughs> So what what end, ended up happening is we went there to get burgers for late lunch. Ate the burgers, delicious burgers, by the way. Yeah, I had the vegan burger and it was pretty good. I mean, I never expect a lot when I order a vegan burger. Yeah, but I think like vegan burgers are up to that level now, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I think they are becoming more and more consistent. I as long say. as there are a lot of pickles on it, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. It's like, I love pickles, Ali doesn't, and I love olives. Yeah, I don't. And Ali got a martini with, like, six olives. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it was actually a lot of olives. Goddamn. But what we, yeah, what we decided to do is just, okay, we'll just buy a few beers, because they sell them in cans. So we'll just buy a few beers, go to the hotel, have a couple of beers, and then just go to the hotel bar. Have a nice time there. Now, we buy some beer at, like, draft prices, in Iceland, that's like, you know, two, three times what you pay in the liquor store. Which I thought was a little bit strange because of the, like, because of the, because they make it, you know, they make it there yeah, at this we, specific location. We were discussing this and we're not sure if they have to take the, because officially I don't think that you're allowed to sell closed beers over counter after Vindulin no. is closed. No, I, I'm not I'm not sure about this. But the thing I understand about it is, you know, obviously you gotta match the prices. Like after in hindsight I thought we're in the beginning like okay they make the beer there, they bottle it there. You know, it's like nine hundred krona cheaper to buy it in the Vindbuin, the liquor mm -hmm. store. But mm -hmm. obviously if it was draft prices, nobody would buy it. And I understand it in the way that if you have canned beer for the liquor store price, no one's going to buy draft beer. <laughs> Why would they do that? Why would they pay double, triple the price? So completely get it. Once again, we're not going to cry. We're spilled milk. <laughs> so we go to the hotel. And classic COVID service. No one at the reception. Completely get it. People are scattered all over. You can only have a certain amount of workers so, I mean, people are improvising, doing I'm more I'm still very stuff. surprised, to be honest, that hotels are even open in a town like Vik with basically no tourists coming yeah. and only locals going on some but, little vacation in January. Remember, it was yeah. January. Yeah. That's like the deadest of the death months yeah. in Iceland but, in tourism. But when you think about it as well, it's like, you know, you know now in COVID, you're not going to get the same service. Like the level of service is a little bit down. Um, in a lot of places but of course there is some service as well because you cannot do stuff on your own so you're being served in a lot of ways uh, but you also gotta think that obviously the service will suffer 
because you cannot really have that many staff. Can you imagine having a small cafe like Mohka downtown? Mm-hmm. And when the limit was 10 people, this includes the staff. I mean, like if you have two staff, you can only have eight guests. So if you have one staff, it's going to be pretty hectic. Well, that, that's what happened with uh, Go the Hirtelin, with our favorite um, second-hand shop here yeah. in Reykjavik. When yeah. the limit was 20 people in the store, they yeah. had like five or six workers. workers. So it was like 15 people inside. And we waited once, probably 30, 40 minutes to get into the store. Crazy as was we are. This, was it this long? I didn't actually feel like it was that long. I uh, know I was there once without you. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you're the crazy one. <laughs> Yeah, because anyway. I think I think when we went and we waited outside the store for like eight, nine minutes, I think oh, yeah. the limit was a hundred people. Yeah. Jesus. Secondhand shopping, really catching. It's on. it's it's getting really popular, definitely. Yeah, because like why would you pay? Like because okay, for example, we just bought cutlery, second hands. Yeah. Uh, and I mean like cutlery in Iceland is like shit expensive. Jesus Christ. Everything in Iceland is expensive. The yeah, cheapest thing you can buy is the packed noodles and bonus for 35 krona. <laughs> I remember when you could buy noodles for 10 krona. Uh, this must have been many, many time light yeah. years ago. <laughs> I also remember there was a store which is still operating, but it's called 1011. Oh, favorite no. store of everyone. They bought these like granola bars or something it was like an energy bar with chocolate in it super delicious sold it for like 150 krona 200 krona whatever cheap <laughs> for them <laughs> and then i remember it like expired so they sold every piece like they sold 10 krona per piece I think I bought like a thousand pieces. <laughs> But it's interesting because in Germany, for example, you're not allowed anymore to sell expired food. Uh, I think in Iceland it's allowed to sell expired food if it's marked and like people are made clear and there's a reduction. And this is done instead of throwing stuff away. Now, this, I mean, the... this being said, it is ridiculous sometimes in some stores to look at something you have like a like in Kronan we went to Kronan once they had like a bag of green stuff who the hell knows what what was in there <laughs> it was 50 krona bag of green stuff I was like okay yeah let's buy a bag of green stuff and it was like only like it was you know when you're buying like herbs like mint and uh, rucola and stuff like this they come in like plastic bags so I bought this big plastic bag With a bunch of tiny plastic bags in it. Not the most sustainable, agreed. But it was going to go to the trash anyways. And in this bag, there was like um, coriander, mint, and then six more bags of coriander. And it's just like, okay, what am I going to do with all this coriander? Just and freezing it. Yeah, just but, freezing but it. the thing was that half of it was already expired. And I mean, like, okay, for this example, it was like, okay, it was a lot of expired shit in a bag, which was just, like, ruined. So a lot of it was just ruined. And you're selling it for 50 krona. Okay, 50 krona is not a lot of money. But sometimes they sell, like, meat that is expired, you know, a few days, and they have, like... That's crazy. 15. I think you're not allowed to ex uh, sell expired meat. If it's frozen, it's fine. 
Iceland usually. just that's why that's why I threw up already in my life a few times by eating out in Iceland. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we've talked about groceries and everything. Back to week. <laughs> We're really so, bad at this. You're talking so much today. It's like your last episode and you make it so much harder to say goodbye because you're super excited and full of energy. I'm just and telling it's like ten the, o'clock or something. I'm just telling the story. So you go. <laughs> so we went back to or yeah, we're in the hotel. We checked in. It was not bad service, like Ali said. I don't know what he's talking about. No, I didn't I didn't say it was bad service. I just said there was no one in the reception. Yeah, that's obvious. I worked at Selfos Hostel. Shout out to all my cool colleagues from over there. And I was never at the reception. If Even if, I mean, I moved there in 2016. So it was, it was wintertime. We had a few guests. We had groups and everything. But I never waited on the reception. I had a no, phone. No, no, no. And there was a bell. People ring the bell, my phone rings, I go down and check them in. Yeah, definitely. But, but this is... I'm this just is telling you, Ali, that even before Corona times, I think in small places, you never have someone at the reception. I mean, of course, this hotel was not small, but yeah. You yeah. don't have to be constantly on the reception. No one wants to no. pay anyone for that. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But I think this is also a sign of Corona sometimes because you need to change you know people need to do more stuff what, what maybe, i realized in, in week is that at uh, one place we went into i forgot to put my face mask on and no one said anything and i'm really like i'm really bad at this i'm really sometimes i, I forget my mask and i feel so ashamed and bad about it but in this case no one even said anything and then i looked around there were other peoples without a mask yeah but the thing is masks are not legally required Right now, they are not. But there are most places that require you to have a mask because they are individual businesses and they can set whatever rules they like. So it's like, I don't think all of these places in week, I don't think they necessarily require you to have masks because otherwise they would say that because that's how it is here in Reykjavik. You're not legally required to wear a mask it is encouraged definitely um but it this is how you go shopping yeah because the all the major businesses like bonus high grip all the grocery stores require you to wear masks back to the room and we're not talking about the movie the room because we love that movie great movie anyway we got was i think newly renovated it was super nice it had Typical Icelandic style, color, gray, black, very moody, very dreamy. It, it was it was great. I mean, nothing to complain about the room. Then we made a reservation for eight o'clock to get a few more snacks after all that beer. And it, it was fine. The menu was okay. I, I personally like short and compact menus because then I don't have to choose from so many things. I like if there are vegetarian options, but what I like the most is I love starters and I love desserts. I can just skip the main course because I feel like my stomach is not made for a starter, a main course and the dessert. So I, I, I rather buy two starters and a dessert than I have a variety of things I can taste from. 
that's just what I think. Yeah, and now we're going back to this thing that we said earlier about the taste platters. <laughs> Super nice to have those. What did we even... Uh, actually, we spent most of our money on cocktails that night, which is, yeah. which was crazy. We just, we just thought, okay, this is the last time for a while that we going crazy on in a restaurant and on vacation because in February we went plastic-free shopping and also on a budget. So we're reducing and minimizing ourselves a lot in this month. So we just wanted to enjoy one more night of not thinking about cocktail prices, which in Iceland, mind you, are crazy. Yeah, I think it was about, what, $12 cocktail? Mm, I think that's about twelve dollars. Doesn't sound so expensive. No, that's twelve euros. It's fourteen dollars, I think. Is that a normal price? I don't even know. I don't think fourteen dollars. Maybe eight. I mean, in the end, I think we spent around ten thousand just on all the cocktails we had. Uh, yeah, no, eight thousand. Yeah, eight thousand. But. I really liked the cocktails. So the cocktails were... Cocktails were good. Yeah. We went for Moscow Mule, Martini, Espresso Martini, White Russian. Yeah. And another Moscow Mule. (laughs) But something happened with the last Moscow Mule. It was weird. There was something in it. I think she forgot to put ginger beer and just put like tonic and just put like... A million limes? Because it just like tasted like limes. <laughs> we, of course, could have just brought it back and asked for a new one. But we were already on our room. Yeah. And, and checking I mean, like, and, and, and exploring all the channels that they had. <laughs> yeah. And like this was actually a challenge. Because like, oh, good, good thing that I, I, I'm working a little bit in IT. <laughs> because this was a little bit. But it was just like. In the beginning, we tried to flip the channels, and it was just the roof, and roof had like a ridiculous show running. I mean, like if the, you know, if the person who makes the, you know, schedule for roof is listening, please, what are you doing? I mean, person from roof, if you wanna keep people watching roof, the national TV, instead yeah. of going to Netflix, then you really gotta work on your program. Step up your game. <laughs> yeah. Step up your game. But I don't think they really care. They got the news, so. <laughs> and. Yeah, yeah, that was so basically the end of our that uh, was night. The, that was the end of the day. We, and had, then, we had, yeah, we went to the restaurant. We had a few, we had a starter and a dessert. We had like an Icelandic local platter, by the way. Yeah. That was pretty good. You could taste all the, all the local things. And then. All the local foods. Yeah. And then we just had some cocktails and that was the end of the night. Very non-spectacular. I didn't even check for Northern Lights because I saw the forecast was one or two. Even though Vik is perfect to see yeah. the Northern Lights. It's Vik so dark. Great. great. Um, by the way, in this hotel there was a hot tub. So they had a hot tub that we could have used, but we did not. Because no. it was for all the guests and we don't and like we, people. We didn't even pack. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even pack stuff for this. Swimsuits. So then overnight, I heard a lot of loud sounds outside. Not like people, but nature. So the next day, it snowed. There was basically a snowstorm during the night, and it was white. 
covered in white powdery snow the next morning. Uh, we had very nice breakfast. We could have uh, we we were able to order from a menu which was super nice. The breakfast menu, mm-hmm. and I mean it's, it's like. I think for me, it's maybe I have by now so low expectations on food in Iceland because I've been disappointed for so many times. And Ali doesn't even know that in my last episode that I recorded without him, I complained about the place we had brunch at. I didn't tell the name, but I complained about it, that it was bad service, bad food. So I think my general expectation right now, especially during during the pandemic, is really low. On, and I can understand it, you know, I have understanding for if you only have a limited uh, selection of food, because, of course, if you don't know if there come, if there are zero people in your restaurant tomorrow or if there may be five people, you will not order a lot of food that you just throw out. So I totally understand that you cannot offer the same service as during tourist high season. But I was really pleased with the breakfast didn't have the feeling they tried to save on, you know, thinning out the juice or anything. So <laughs> it was just, and of course, the best thing is we finally made it to School Beans. School Beans is a school bus, like an old American school bus that was turned into a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So School Beans is Iceland's first micro roaster and tea lab coffee bus. And it's, uh, yeah, like I said, an old school bus. It's located in Vík. It has a cat called Jeffrey. I'm following School Beans on Instagram, and I can only recommend you do the same. The owner is super lovely, and she also makes soaps. She makes, um, I think, some kind of jams and and dips. The basics about this is that the bus is pretty cute. Mm. It's very well renovated. It's like the perfect height for me. So under 180. I mean, like if you're two meters, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be pretty bent in there. Um, But it's completely fine to bend over in this like bus because there's a cat (laughs) called Jeffrey. And if you bend over close to the cat and tap your shoulder... You will actually jump onto your shoulder and just sit on your shoulder. It's it's like the cutest thing. Ever. I mean, like it's crazy that you can just walk into like this cat is amazing. You know, you just walk into <laughs> you just walk into this business and there is a cat and it's just like you know this cat just likes sitting on top of people. It's, eh, it's pretty it's, amazing. It's but pretty I cute. I just I just hope I just hope for the cat's sake. That it doesn't get too harassed, you know, when people start going there, you know, when there's like a high tourist season mm-hmm. and people like, you know, but all I mean, want to take a photo also, with the... Jeffrey also goes outside. I don't yes, think that he's so in the think bus all the time. That's the thing as well. I think that if he gets tired of the people, he would just leave. It's the same with um, Bactus the cat. Yeah. Super tourist victim, this cat. But yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like, maybe the cat loves it. Maybe the cat loves the attention. Um, but I, I just want to tell people, if you if you go there and like the cats, not feeling it, just, you know, you know. How it goes. Yeah, we don't want to encourage you to, to use the cat for your photos. It's just like Ali stepped towards the cat yeah. to pet it. And right away, 
he's he tried to climb up on him yeah. like it was and, really and they you know and she told me like okay if you go down and you tap your shoulder he will jump on your shoulder the only thing i thought about like in like afterwards was just like okay if there comes a group of people 10 15 people mm-hmm. and they all want a photo with a cat it can be like oh my god you know but i think this will be the point where the cat decides all right i'll go yeah but i think also um the owner pre like the owner of the bus pretty reasonable person mm-hmm. and i think she would just tell him to stop she's like hey come on yeah leave the cat alone it's not a you know this is not a photo shoot for you yeah you know? and she's she's super lovely and super authentic definitely um she took super nice. she she said she it took her two years to, to, to build the bus to build the bus and but, of course yeah i think i th- think what she means is like two years from like the start of the concept and everything yeah i think so i think this is usually what you say when you talk talk about this it's like from it becoming an idea to it happening and actually being real uh but maybe the construction took two years i'm like i have no idea but super lovely place amazingly good coffee uh we even bought beans from her Mm mm-hmm I mean, a little bit pricey, the beans. But I mean, it's not like you go there every day. And obviously, when you're doing it yourself, it is a little bit more expensive than like mass-produced stuff. So <laughs> Sorry, for just... quality, definitely worth it. Uh, it's funny because the cat's name is actually Sir Jefferus Edwardius I. <laughs> Which is a pretty good name. <laughs> Our cat is just called Zelda. <laughs> and she also has a book exchange. You can bring a book, take a book. It's just, it's, you can really feel all all the things that I love, that we love. Sustainability, good coffee, happy newspaper. I, I really felt this cat. is a cat. <laughs> this is the place I would be probably almost every day if it wouldn't be that far away. We would go bankrupt. <laughs> The price of coffee was just like the price of coffee in a normal cafe, I would say. I think so. I think it's just the same price. We paid what? I think it was seven fifty for latte, which is just the normal price, I think. After the school beans coffee, we went to the Black Sand Beach, Reynisfjara. Obviously. And it was so cold. I mean, like, it was insanely cold. Jesus, it was such cold wind. The problem was, I was wearing sports pants which were so thin, I could have as well just wore no pants. So the I wind was... in Iceland cuts through the first two layers, so you definitely have to wear like six Yeah, but layers. This, this thing that I was wearing was just like zero layers. You know, it just didn't give any protection I at mean, all. I it, mean, it, the wind at this beach is like you were instantly frozen in your face. Yeah. It was yeah. just you couldn't feel your face anymore, so... Is this what we always say about Reynes Fiara and the wind stare and the wave mm. stare? It's just so freaking cold. And actually, we were the only people there. Yeah. I mean, you will hear this a lot if you follow some Instagram peeps from Iceland. They were like, I'm the only person here. You're almost every day the only person at some places <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, yes, definitely. Um, so after Reynes Fiara, we went to 
Drangholey, I think. Dyrholey, yeah. Dyrholey, Drangholey. Something like that. Yeah, Dyrholey. You're absolutely right. From there you have amazing views over Vík. And I was always afraid to drive up there because yeah, it's a... There, is, there are two ways to go. You can go down and you can go up. And going up is like a pretty steep hill with not concrete roads. What do you call this again? Gravel roads. Gravel roads. There you go. Gravel roads all the way up. It's it's no problem when the weather is okay if it's not too muddy. But if you have a lot of traffic there with many visitors going up and down, it can be a little bit tricky to pass yes. the other car. So this is the this is the main problem you can see immediately when you go there. Okay, how are people gonna go past if you're going down or if you're mm-hmm. going up? Because it's a little bit difficult to do. Uh, but of course we were super lucky there was almost nobody there conditions were pretty good it was a little bit uh, like cold outside but it wasn't like freezing it wasn't like icy Mm. so completely fine even though I don't know like I think it needs to be really icy for like gravel roads to be very slippery right yeah I think like I think like icy roads in, in gravel isn't really a big issue it's more that if it, if they're like completely wet and muddy and yeah i think it's more of a problem if it rains a lot that you slip yeah. on this road otherwise yeah. because it gets it's very steep but up there you have just the most amazing views over the beach you're really high up and it's it's you just have to see it with your own eyes you cannot really describe it you just see endlessly uh, you see- google a photo Start with that. <laughs> and there's a um, there's a lighthouse, and like Ali said, we're pretty much the only the only people there walking around. Yeah, never seen this what, place so empty. When we went there, there were two cars, I think. But when we went back, no cars, completely gone. Everybody completely gone. They were leaving when we arrived. So. And that was basically the end of our trip, right? Yeah. Where else did we go? We. Went to Cava Cruz on the way yeah, back. As always, that's our go-to place when we go to the south coast and we stop at Selfos and go to Cafe Cruz. <laughs> it's our go-to place when we go to... <laughs> when we go to. When we go to. Uh, yeah, so in Selfos, yeah. Yeah, I, the... I'm not going to win a literature prize. No, no, in... no, 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 none of them are. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> in Who like is? how I phrase my sentences, things and but. <laughs> so yeah, that was our weekend. It was it was pretty amazing. We have so much footage, and I haven't even sipped through it through all the data to share it with you. Um, I think we're gonna keep our Instagram account just posting a photo here and there, so you can still follow us, or you know, beg us to come back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're completely allowed to love us. <laughs> yeah, now comes the time to maybe we have to say one more thing about the trip if you want to do a similar trip go for it was nice go to katla ice cave uh book it with a tour company that you think will have a guide that explains things because we didn't go back to the guide anymore i wanted to say that we were lucky because ali and i we already know pretty much about ice caves as we worked in a place that has a real ice cave in a building, 
And we learned, we had to learn a lot about ice caves to, to guide tours through this ice cave. So, but I would have really liked to know a little bit more about the geology, about glaciers. And it was just unfortunate that this guy, a guide, guy guide, had a bad day and didn't really say anything. So yeah. I think it's, maybe he did it because he was, I mean, what were the people in our group were pretty much locals, right? It was just I, people. I just have no clue. To be I think honest. maybe he was just like, yeah, these people are living in week anyway and just booking a tour with us. Don't have to explain anything. I, I don't know what the problem was. I'm not outgoing enough to be asking a guide, why are you not telling me more information? I definitely, I definitely know, like, I definitely know the feeling. It's like, it is a little bit weird if you are guiding your friends and peers and mm -hmm. stuff. It is a little bit weird. I, I know when I, uh, so when I was doing the tours, I had a tour where I was guiding my old geology teacher. <laughs> and I mean, like, this is like super high pressure. I mean, like, okay, we know each other. Um, like we talked before the tour and stuff. And, and, you know, and of course, when the tour started, she was like, ah, now you will be teaching me. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. He's <laughs> like, you, you don't have to say that. Don't, don't put any pressure, you know. Mm. It's like, okay, yeah, let's just get through this. But I mean, he did not look, this guy didn't look afraid. He more looked like he was just No, yeah, but I, got, I, I, I completely get it that you, you get this like kind of, um, it's it's like easier to do this in front of strangers because like mm. people that don't know you. Uh, so I completely get it. Like if because he knew some people from the tour because we saw them at the brewery together afterwards. Um, but so maybe it was a little bit weird for him to get in front of people. But I I always feel like it's like because I've I've done this guiding stuff not in like in the company where I work but not in nature itself mm -hmm. um but you know it it didn't matter who i was getting i mean like i i was getting my old my old school my old teacher you know uh the like uh, the, the congress party of sweden once <laughs> i don't think it was the congress party it was like uh, it was like politicians from sweden weird. we even got people once from harvard university ah yes <laughs> the people from harvard it's like nobody wanted to do that yeah. it's like who wants to do a tour for harvard students is like ah. and especially because none of us really no, none of us was a geologist we all just yeah. learned it on the exactly it, it's like uh it was a little bit it was a little bit like knowledge like stuff that you know stuff that you read and then like scripted and then it was like okay If you're gonna get a lot of people asking super crazy questions, it's gonna be it's gonna be real bad real fast. <laughs> I even told a lot of people after the tour that I am studying geology because I could feel in the way how they asked me this question that I otherwise wouldn't have believed me the stuff I said to them. But yeah. it was it was facts. I was researching a lot of things. Obviously, I'm super interested in geology. I mentioned this before, and I just knew my stuff. Even though I didn't study geology, I just knew about ice caves and the layers and how, you know, how ice caves form. So, but sometimes people really want to see a paper with a degree in order to believe you and trust you. 
Sometimes. And sometimes yeah. they don't even believe and trust you. They just read something else on the internet. And that's fine. Believe what you want to believe. Yeah, I love the uh, people that we guided through the cave and they said climate change. You really think that's a thing? <laughs> I remember there was a person. I don't remember what person it was. But she or he was getting a tour. I think it was a girl because it was a girl. Yeah, it was almost only girls working except for me. <laughs> so it must have been a girl. Um, and she was guiding this tour through the ice cave. And she said that the glaciers are melting faster because of climate change. And there was a person who completely snapped and just started yelling because like climate change wasn't real. It's just a hoax. Didn't want to have any part of this. And another person snapped because of that. And they were just in like a heated argument in the middle of the ice cave, you know. And I remember because this this girl was just like, you know, said just like I just completely had no control over this tour anymore, you know. <laughs> It was just like completely up in the air, you know, just people yelling and screaming and just like... I'm just still, though you say this, I'm still a miss to have these ice cave tours. I really would like to beam myself back and be like, again, guiding some people through the cave. Because even though maybe 50% of them are so cold that they leave earlier or they're not interested, they just want to take pictures, you still have one or two people who are so interested and so thankful and so excited and this just makes you so happy to to have someone that is you know that that really is excited about the things you're telling them yeah so. i i think it was good once we started doing it the right way but let's not get too much into it because just the lesson of this is yeah. be a good guide yeah no matter who you're guiding, if it's your mom, your dad, your sister, your family, your aunts, your teachers, people that definitely will know more about the topic than you, just to stay true to yourself, make the guided tour and don't be intimidated by whatever. And don't also, be a bad guy. And also the thing is like, just be yourself. This is what people like. It's like they don't write like facts on paper. They're like people. People like people. Some people don't, but... <laughs> I mean, that's their issue, I guess. And it's just like, if you're just authentic and, you know, you're just, just you're just yourself and you just guide as you, you add your personal charisma, people will most likely like it. Unless you're like a douchebag. Then, <laughs> then I don't know what to tell you, man. And you and me, so Ali and I, were pretty much our authentic selves. I mean, 100% on this podcast. We're just sometimes cutting out crap that we're saying or unnecessary yawns and, and or maybe the cat goes crazy the cat goes crazy but i mean we're pretty much ourselves and some people like it and some people will not like it but that's yeah. life um, it's not you it's me it's so you, us. Are, you, are you breaking up with them <laughs> breaking up i'm just <laughs> yeah i'm just feeling a little bit sentimental now that it's our last episode i'm a little bit sad and sometimes you just gotta do the cut you know if you if you want to focus on other things in life, so... Yeah, and it's not like it's carved in stone. Yeah. I mean, like, yet, I haven't called the guy. Which guy? <laughs> to carve it in stone. Ah. <laughs> God damn it. Just kidding. Cut this. <laughs> so, we're going to finish this up. We're recording since an hour, so um, we want to thank you so much, lovely people, for listening to our podcast. Yeah. 
for listening to us and being so supportive. Uh, there are a lot of episodes out that you can re-listen or recommend to your friends that come to Iceland. And of course, there's still our website before we take it down in a year or so. Uh, there are a lot of sources on the website. And we just hope that you enjoyed our stories. We hope that you are healthy, that you're not going crazy over whatever's happening in the world. And if you need us, if you want to hear our voices, just drop us a message. Maybe we're going to do some episode one day definitely so thank you guys so much for listening this is goodbye for now tack för er tack för er tack för er